Please open your Bibles with me to the New Testament, to the Gospel according to John, as we will read from John chapter 6, beginning at verse 22 up to and including verse 59. John 6, beginning at verse 22. Hear God's holy and inspired Word. On the following day, when the people were standing on the other side of the sea, saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then complained about him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, 
Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world." The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna, and are dead, he who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So far, the reading of God's holy word. Now, I want to direct your attention not only to this passage, and you no doubt have uh, come to the conclusion already that bread is mentioned quite often by the Lord Jesus particularly, but I also want to turn to Matthew 26 and verse 26 as well. Matthew 26 and verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. So far then, the reading of God's holy word, his inspired word, and particularly the words that Jesus himself spoke. Now, congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, why did Christ use bread for the Lord's Supper instead of some other elements? Why not some rice or broiled fish or some pork? or some other edible product. 
Why did he take bread, you might ask? Well, we can be very certain as well that he did choose bread for this occasion because for the institution of the Lord's Supper, uh, we read in Matthew 26, verse 26, our text, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And so we know that he used bread for the Lord's Supper. In other words, it was bread that was broken and It was distributed to his disciples as well, and it was bread that they ate at the first celebration of the Lord's Supper. You, the congregation, you are to prepare yourself for the celebration of the Lord's Supper, and by way of your preparation, you must learn again and again to look to the Lord Jesus Christ, to listen to the Lord Jesus Christ, and especially as he explains himself as to who he is and what he wants to say of and about himself. True enough, preparation for the Lord's Supper does certainly require of you some self-examination. But such self-examination, congregation, should always be done how? With Christ in view. With Christ in view. And I would like to speak this hour, therefore, to you about the significance of Christ choosing bread when he instituted the Lord's Supper. Let us consider this matter by the following theme and division, then. Christ chose bread as one of the elements for the Lord's Supper. In the first place, because he was prefigured by bread, and secondly, because he proclaimed himself to as bread. He proclaimed himself as bread. Now, congregation, from the days of the Old Testament, bread played a significant role in prefiguring Jesus Christ. And when I speak of prefiguring Jesus Christ, I mean to say that here there is something that points to him, to Christ. And so bread prefigured, it points to Christ, you see. Let me give you two examples of how bread is, has prefigured Christ. The first example is found in Exodus chapter 16, when the people of Israel journeyed from Egypt through the wilderness, the desert, into and to the land of Canaan. God gave them each weekday morning, a substance that fell like snow on the ground in order to be gathered up. And when the people came out of their tents that particular first morning, they they looked around and they said, manna? Which means, what is it? Manna, what is it? And then Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Exodus 16, verse 15. Now, in John 6 and verse 31, the Jews actually refer to this. Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And as such, Jesus responds to the Jews of his day in verse 41 that we have read, I am the bread which came down from heaven. In other words, the manna that the people received on their journey to the promised land, 
prefigured and it pointed ahead to Jesus Christ who would be the true bread that would come down from heaven. So this is therefore one of the reasons why Christ has chosen bread to be one of the elements for the celebration of the Lord's Supper. And it points to him as the bread of heaven. The other example I want to uh, bring to your attention is from Exodus chapter 25 and verse 30, where God actually commands Moses that a table be put in the tabernacle with bread on it. And so we read, And you shall set the showbread on the table before me always. And actually, a more accurate translation of showbread is bread of the presence. Later on, in the holy place of the temple in Jerusalem, there would also be a table there with the bread of the presence on it. As we are told, for instance, in in 1 Kings 7 verse 48, Thus Solomon had all the furnishings made for the house of the Lord, the altar of gold, and the table of gold, on which was the showbread, or the bread of presence. And so, the bread of presence, it consisted, by the way, of of 12 loaves that was put on display on this golden table in the holy place, and placed there for a full week, and replaced by the priests each Sabbath day, while this week old bread then could be eaten by the priests. The bread of the presence therefore had a special function. And this bread reminded the visitors to the tabernacle and later on to the temple of the nourishing presence of the Lord God and pointed then ahead as well to the Lord Jesus Christ, what He, Jesus Christ, would be for His people. Now, again, this is why Jesus says here in John 6 verse 41, I am the bread which came down from heaven. This is therefore just another one of those reasons why Christ has chosen bread as one of the elements for the celebration of the Lord's Supper. And it points to him as the bread which is from heaven and that for the sustaining of his people, it has a, he has a sustaining presence. Now we can begin to answer, really, why did Christ use bread for the Lord's Supper rather than any other element? Or what significance, then, does bread have at the celebration of the Lord's Supper? Let me offer you a few answers, several answers. Bread, after all, is one of the most common choices of food. It is, and it was, as well known to Israel of old as it is to us, you and me, today. Bread is life-sustaining. It was one of the main food staples that sustained life of the Israelites as they journeyed through the desert for some 40 years. Bread has a healthy shelf life if it is well-prepared. It remains good. It remained good from Sabbath to Sabbath as well, and um, even good enough for the priests to eat after that as well. Bread is easily divided, and it is easily distributed. In our text, we are told that Jesus actually broke it and broke it up 
and gave it and distributed it to his disciples. Now, as I studied this particular word of our text, the words broke and gave, I realized that the breaking and the giving of the bread are of equal importance, actually. Now, I think I've celebrated the Lord's Supper with you several times, and you may have uh, seen me make a symbolic gesture of, of breaking the bread slowly so that all of you could see the bread being broken. And uh, this is also what the form for the Lord's Supper points out as well, that as the bread is broken before your eyes. But I do believe at the same time that the giving of bread, that is the distribution of bread, is of equal importance as well. And in some churches, uh, the pastor actually goes from person to person to hand the bread out. Anyway, uh, it is a symbol of what Christ means by breaking and by giving it. Now, let's go back to our text for a moment. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Now, notice what is happening here. Jesus has this bread in his hands, and perhaps holding it up so the disciples can see it, he says, This is my body. Now, of course, you will understand that he means this figuratively. Of course, not literally. Obviously not. And here, of course, we also disagree with Rome as well, who teaches that the bread under the consecrating hands of the priest becomes the real body of Christ. This is called, the catechism students and the confession students will know, this is called transubstantiation. We don't go for that. We don't go for that. No, we need to understand that when Jesus holds up the bread and says, this is my body, he means it in a figurative, and spiritual way. And this is also why Christ proclaims himself as bread, as we must see this in the second place. Now, the Bible passage which we have read, John chapter 6, is a good example, really, of, of how Jesus calls himself the bread, and that several times even. Let me show this to you for a moment. As you turn to John 6, Jesus says, verse 35, I am the bread of life. And again, verse 48, I am the bread of life. And again, in verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. And again, verse 58, pointing to himself, he says, This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your father ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. And so, a repetition of he being the bread. Now, why does Jesus call himself bread? Well, he, I believe he does so for several reasons. In the first place, in order to lay the connection between him and the manna, the bread that the Israelites ate in the desert at that time, and also to lay a connection between him and the bread of presence as it could be found on the golden table in the tabernacle and in the temple as well. To lay that connection, he wants to make us to understand this. Jesus says, I am that bread. What that bread points to is me, so he says. In other words, what that bread in the desert was, 
And what that bread in the holy place was has become the reality in me, so Jesus says. In second place, Jesus calls himself the bread because in a real sense, he is the one who has come down from heaven, hasn't he? He was sent by the Father to a people, to a people in need. As the Israelites in the desert were a people who were in need of food, so they received his manna as bread, so the Father has sent Jesus Christ, his beloved Son, to you and to me. Because we are in a, we are in a need, dear people. We are people in need. Now with this mind in mind, uh, let me ask you as, as sort of an application. And, and perhaps this will also function for your self-examination as well. Do you know yourself to be a needy person? A needy person. Do you sense that you too are a person in need? Not simply in need of a piece of bread, but in need of this bread of heaven, Jesus Christ. Now, if there is no sense of need, your attendance to the Lord's Supper lacks this vital motivation, a vital reason, you see. Examine yourself, therefore, if you have discovered, indeed, your need for Jesus Christ. And if that sense is missing, dear people, begin praying something like, Lord, create in me a sense of my own natural poverty. Create in me a hunger, a need for Jesus Christ. Now, one of the great ways in which the need for Jesus Christ can be stirred up in you and in me is, of course, to read about Jesus Christ. And do so particularly this week. You should always do it, but particularly this week. Read from the Word of God about Jesus Christ. And so that a need will grow in you for Him. Now, we, we will read it from the form of the Lord's Supper, but it actually gives you some examples what you could possibly read. Read, for instance, from Isaiah 53, so we are told, or read from the Gospel of John, chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 even. And that is what the Lord's Supper, the form for the Lord's Supper also gives us directions as well. But also, look in your personal library. I trust all of you have a personal library of, of books as well. Or look in your church library for a book precisely about Jesus Christ. Read it. Meditate on it. Put some effort into praying about it so that a sense of need for Jesus Christ may grow in you as well. People sometimes ask me, what, what, what sort of book should I read prior to celebrating the Lord's Supper? And then, in that respect, I could give you a few examples. Uh, any Puritan or most Puritan books are excellent in that because most of them are just full of Christ. Or more specifically, read Andrew Bonar's book, The Person of Christ. Or Charles Brown's book, The Divine Glory of Christ. Or Dr. Joel Beakey's book, walking as he walked, and no doubt your pastor could give you other examples as well. 
Dear people, let the Holy Spirit stir up in you a real sense of need for Jesus Christ by some good reading about Jesus Christ. There's no better way to come to a sense of your need for Jesus Christ than through reading particularly Holy Scriptures. And after that, this is, this is what will make celebrating the Lord's Supper then a blessing to you as well. Because Jesus calls himself the bread, that bread, and the hungry ones will find him, Jesus Christ, most satisfying. In the third place, Jesus Christ calls himself bread or the living bread or the bread of life because in a real sense, he is necessary to keep us alive. As bread gives you nourishment and fiber, so the Lord Jesus Christ nourishes and strengthens you. And then you cannot settle for just looking at him and thinking that that will be enough. You must feed on him. For instance, when it is breakfast, lunch, or supper at home, It is not enough to just sit there at the table or sit there at a distance and look at the food. You must take of it. You must eat from it. In fact, just looking at the food that is on the table and not eating it would in fact be an insult, insult rather, to the one, the mother, the wife, who has been busy making this food for you. Now, dear people, simple example, but so it is with Christ, the living bread, the Lord's Supper. In our text, Jesus broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said emphatically, take, eat, this is my body. And dear people, this therefore warrants coming to the table of the Lord and receiving the bread and eating of it as you have confessed your faith in Jesus Christ publicly. It will not do, you see, to stand back, to sit back and just look at it from a distance. If you have confessed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ publicly, you should understand that if you stay away, you are busy insulting him by just looking at this bread from your pew and not taking and eating from it. Have you ever thought of that? Dear people, Christ proclaims himself as the bread. And as he offers himself to you as such, you do well to take of him and eat. He says in our text, this is my body In other words, this represents my body. And then to think of what this body of the Lord Jesus Christ had to endure to make it available to you and to me. It is a prepared body, isn't it? We are told in Hebrews 10 and verse 5, but a body you have prepared for me. Jesus Christ had to endure the heat of the sacrifice in order order to be a prepared body. 
He was beaten and he was scourged. He was crucified. He sacrificed himself in order to be that bread of life, in order that he could be of life to you and to me. Now, is this therefore not enough motivation for you to prepare yourself properly for celebrating the Lord's Supper? Is this not enough reason for you and for me to examine ourselves to see if there is that sense of need for Jesus Christ and that that sense of need be stirred up in us as well, especially during the week of self-examination? My friend, perhaps you have kept yourself from the table of the Lord for a long time already. What are you going to say about your continuing absence from it? Are you saying perhaps that you are still unconverted? That you are still without Christ? Is this a safe way to live? And is this a safe way for you to leave this life someday? Or are you perhaps not really interested in serving the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you prefer to remain, as you say, uncommitted, uncommitted, and, and free to do as you want. In such a case, Jesus says that if you are not for him, you are what? You are against him. You are against him. And so, please consider your case in the light of what you have heard also this hour. Perhaps, perhaps you have been too busy with other things to make serious business of Christ. Be careful that your too busyness does not become your undoing. Jesus says in John 6 verse 27, do not labor for the food, that is the bread, which perishes, but for the food, that is the bread, which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. In other words, do not let your busyness in everyday things keep you from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have your priorities in life straight, dear people. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things, they will be added to you as the Lord sees fit. Come to Christ first and foremost, and that let the other matters in life fall in place as the Lord will make it do so. And coming to the Lord Jesus is, after all, warmly encouraged by him himself when he says, as we have read from John 6, verse 37, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Come to Jesus in repentance and faith, dear people. And having done so, come to the Lord's Supper and confess your need for him again and again because he is the bread of life. And again, perhaps you've kept yourself away from the Lord's table because, well, you are unsure of yourself and you are quite afraid of your going to the table of the Lord while you should not be there and that you eat and drink judgment or damnation to yourself, as it says in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 29. Well, I've studied that passage very carefully. Now, let me point this out to you. 
that this particular text pronounces judgment on a people and a practice that has gone totally out of control. Some people in Corinth had turned the Lord's Supper into a common banquet with each eating their own food and and indulging in it and drinking to excess. It was this, you see, which the Apostle Paul labeled as eating and drinking unworthily and which brought judgment upon the people. But these words do not apply to you who would love to be at the table of the Lord, who would love to have more assurance of faith, but say, stay back and say, oh, I'm scared of judgment. Dear people, Jesus Christ presents himself in the word that we have read as the bread of life. He does so to make you understand that you cannot do without him, but that he is readily available as as some fragrant bread on the baker's counter. He, Jesus Christ, he presents himself as the living bread, and he does so to assure you that with him you will have life. And he repeats that time and time again, John 6, verse 50, that one may eat of it and not die. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And again, verse 58, he who eats this bread will live forever. The Lord repeats it for emphasis. How much clearer can he be? He calls himself the bread. And with such a call, would you actually let yourself starve while bread is offered to you? Therefore, do not reject this offer. Do not close your ears to what you have heard. And then, in connection with the Lord's Supper, as the bread of the Old Testament prefigured the Lord Jesus Christ, so does the bread of the Lord's Supper. Point you to him as he invites you to take and to eat. And if you have once publicly confessed your faith in him, be prepared to confess it again and come, take and eat. Prepare yourself for it. Amen.